Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews, coming at you online and in print format at nicktiffany.com, in audio format wherever you get your podcasts, and even in video on YouTube. Today we have a highly anticipated film, not only for me, just as far as the awards season, end of the year push goes, but as far as most people I talk to, at least in the Seattle area, The Boys in the Boat has been just nonstop. Everybody's been asking me about this movie. Anybody who's interested in the Seattle area and the Washington Huskies, you know, pretty much anyone in the Northwest, you know, shining a light on this area, a really unique story. And what I am told is just a supremely written novel. I have not read the novel myself. I would say, you know, with movie people, especially in the capacity of seeing as many movies as some do a year, you know, we watch our books, as we say. Uh, but there's always the time where it doesn't, you know, sometimes it feels like it doesn't matter. I'm like, man, that was a great movie. I'm like, I'm sure then the book's even better. Or I'm sure that the book's great then. And then there's some times where I watch a movie and I'm like, you know, I bet the book's better than this. You know, this was good, but I think I would enjoy reading the book more than I watched this. And I hate to say that, because I did not dislike The Boys in the Boat. But knowing everything surrounding it, knowing what this story means to so many people, to this area, what it could have shown and represented, I just feel like George Clooney really played it too safe here, to be honest. George Clooney has made some interesting directorial choices in his career. You know, he's kind of, he's, no, he hasn't retired from acting, but he has certainly shifted a focus to directing, to telling stories. I would say of an early America, um, early as far as, you know, late 1800s to mid 1900s, I would say. Um, and this film takes place in the 1930s. So this is kind of depression era um, in the Northwest, in the Seattle area. The film essentially follows the story of Joe Rance. Now the film is not written by Joe. It's written by Daniel James Brown, but it was based off of his interviews kind of with this guy. And so Joe Rance played by Callum Turner is our main character. He is almost effectively homeless living out of a broken down car, you know, putting himself through school at the university of Washington, studying to be an engineer. Like most people at the time, he's trying daily to find any work that he can, but unfortunately there's little to offer there. So when the idea and the opportunity comes around from his friend Roger, who's played by Sam Strike, that, hey, you know, there's a rowing team. If we get on this crew, they'll pay a job. You know, there's a job that comes with it. We get housing, some meals, you know, it's great. And so, especially to a guy like Joe at the time, you know, this is like, hey, I'm you know, late on my tuition. I'm not sure if I could pay that. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that I keep myself in a position where my head's above water. So if I'm going to row crew, well, damn it, I'm going to try to row crew. And, you know, very quickly he learns the physical toll. He and Roger learn the physical toll that rowing crew is going to take on you, but also just how much more of a team sport perhaps it is than they realized. Joel Edgerton plays coach Al Ulbrichson. And you kind of learn early on that I think it's still kind of true today because in Seattle and the Washington area, you are so far in the Northwest 
everything else, football, lacrosse, basketball, whatever. I'm like, it's either SEC, it's your Northeastern schools, the old English schools. I mean, as far as sports go, the West Coast is not regarded as well as it should be. They're not taken as seriously. The same opportunities bestowed on those on the East Coast or in the South do not apply. Uh, I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Heisman winners should be Heisman winners from the West Coast falling to SEC and Big Ten students. So for me as a sports fan, it was interesting how this film kind of touches on some of that back then because I think a lot of that and those biases are still true today. And so the University of Washington at the time, they do not have a ton of money to spend on equipment, on, you know, the the nice lavish things that I'm sure the boys at Princeton and Yale are getting. But these boys have an opportunity to row crew. And for most of them, this is the biggest thing that they have in their life at the time. And so what starts is a JV crew team comprised of Roger and Joe eventually turns into not just a winning machine, but a testament to what hard work, determination, and working for those people around you can accomplish because this crew team goes on to not only accomplish things in their own conference in the U.S., but eventually going on and competing in the Olympics at the World Games, taking on Germany in front of Hitler. There are just so many moments that, you know, obviously I'm like, all right, if I'm reading this book, yes, we're doing this. Yes, you got to have this race. Yes, we're going to Germany. Yes, you got to have Hitler there watching this deal. And I get how on paper, wow, I mean, it's an insanely compelling story, especially as you watch what Joe puts himself through or what a daily life for him is like, just trying to make ends meet. This fear of people judging you because you're going to go get food at the soup kitchen because that's what you can afford. That's all you can do. And there's moments like that where you get a sense for the time, you get a sense sort of of what this struggle is like, and you really start to kind of see what Joe and a lot of these young boys are dealing with. But that's where George Clooney pulls away. I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> Pardon me. That's where George Clooney pulls away. And there's going to be another sneeze, I bet. But I, for one, thought, you know, these are the moments you should kind of linger. You know, we see putting newspaper stuffed into the shoe because your boots have holes in them. And, of course, where we live in Seattle, it's constantly rainy. It's constantly wet. And rather than sitting with that, rather than addressing it, rather than showcasing it in ways where I think you really feel... I don't want to say you feel awful or you feel so bad for these boys that you understand why it means so much to them. But I think what a lot of this film was missing was just this extra layer of this next step that really emphasizes this struggle because, you know, you look at what downtown Seattle looked like. You look at a lot of these, you know, metal framed huts, almost, you know, one story house. I mean, after watching Godzilla minus one, it's almost exactly what Tokyo was looking like at the time. You know, I think a lot of people don't have an understanding of what homes or houses used to look like or what having a roof over your head really meant at a time before we think of the nice wooden brick, whatever houses that we have now. 
It was just not the same. And there's just moments where I feel like, especially for newer audiences, for people who haven't read this book, who weren't alive at this time, you can really show them a really tough time in our country's history where having something like having a team in America competing in the Olympic Games means more than I think we understand today. I'm someone who, like, I love the Olympics. I record every event, summer and winter, and I literally try to much, like, I try to watch as much as I can. I go nuts for it. Like, it's I get, truly, it's one of my favorite things from the opening ceremony to the closing ceremony. I just enjoy the hell out of it. And there's just so many incredible moments that come from it. And so when you have, I don't know, there are moments in this film that should be bigger than they are, that should feel more monumental when they are. And that's where I think George Clooney, again, playing it safe throughout the film, maybe not spending as much time as we should have getting to know some of these other boys, or maybe getting to spend more time with Joe and really getting to understand him. I just think whatever happened along the way, the execution in the end, I don't think is what they intended. Because while there are some terrific scenes, a couple rousing moments, the great rah-rah, everything, I was like, I'm missing that. And I'm looking around the theater, and yes, people are enjoying this, but I feel like they're missing that too. I mean, it's enjoyable. The movie's good. Don't get me wrong. It's a good sports drama, but I don't think it elevates past good, unfortunately. There really, to me, was not a single porn. There wasn't a single performance that really stood out to me. I mean, more than anything, Sam Strike as Roger, the goofy, wisecracking best friend, he was probably the most appealing character to me in the film, weirdly, or as far as what he did with his character, what he got to do. Everything else just felt really by the numbers. It felt really plain, kind of uninteresting sometimes. And I wasn't totally a huge fan of Joel Edgerton's coach, Maybe that's just the character of the coach, but I feel like his interactions with the boys were also few and far between. There was nothing that he really did as far as inspiration or any of his speeches. I, I just, I don't know. I wanted to like this more than I did, and I didn't dislike it, but I really left feeling like, wow, there is a great story in there with so many great moments. But I feel like with a different director and perhaps a different cast, maybe that would have shown a little bit more um you know i think george clooney picked a great book to cover um but kind of like his last efforts i just think a monuments men that he did interesting movie sure execution it was just fine uh and so i know this is probably going to be a little disappointing for people who've read this book again this is probably the yes i will read the book i should read the book because i know there's gold in there but if you have read the book, just go in knowing, hey, Hollywood's adapted a movie. It's never going to be what you want. But if you watch this film, I really would like to know what you thought of it, what you think of maybe how it was handled. Maybe I'm on my island over here because I know a lot of people who really loved this movie. But I just felt like it was missing something big. I felt like it was missing either a massive amount of heart or it was just missing this grit and this grind that turns that coal into a diamond. I don't know 
what it is, but I just, there was something off for me. Great premise. Some good stuff along the way. Cool to watch how the rowing is done. Loved watching the the rowing jockey shouting at them on the boat. I'm like, that was interesting. But I don't know. And then they do some Saving Private Ryan stuff like at the beginning and the end of the movie that maybe that's part of the book. I don't know. I just thought, well, there's time you could have spent doing something else. But that's just me. Thanks again for tuning in, you guys. As always, for all your movie reviewing and news needs, you can always check out NT Movie Reviews on all social media networks, podcast platforms, and even on YouTube. Thanks again for listening. Hope you guys have a great holiday season. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. I hope you and yours have a great time. Thanks again for listening.